Oh, yeah. This is the manly man, Randy Brutal, talking at you. When I'm on the road, I pass the time between matches, snapping to Slim Jims, and listening to the Sean Geek Podcast, which I download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca. That's the Sean Geek Podcast, downloaded off of SeanMcGinnity.ca, brother. Oh, yeah. I got a question about there's a trilogy of music videos that you guys did and right. you, you probably know where I'm going with this, but there's almost like a storyline. No idea. No idea. Okay. So there's <laughs> almost a storyline that, that it starts out with, I believe, keep the spirit alive. It's, it's got Russ in the crate rolling down the hill and on the bike and all that stuff. And yep. then there's the, the, there's a, a follow-up video. I try to remember the sequence of which one was first now. But there, then there's the video, you guys. You're, Stand you're tall. Own, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then you guys have your own video. You're making your own stuff. Yeah. Making your own, you're making your own uh, records, you know, and very comical video, like very, like a lot of fun. And then yeah. the following video is you guys, well, we're signed, we've signed to the label and we're going to do our hair up and we're going to have the spray tans on and all this stuff. And a lot of it looked like kind of a, to the record labels and to the industry and, was yeah. did you how much control did you guys have over the video? Like, was it was it us going fuck? Like this label shit is kind of pissing me off, and this is no. kind of a, a form of expression. And like, well, how, the how cool thing is, out? Epic Epic allowed us to have all the control. A- Epic liked what we were about, and for once, they, you know, they weren't controlling. I mean, the whole, the whole thing with that single, it's like it's not their fault. I mean, the fact that they wanted us to write a song, like we stand alone and that's what the video was. Yeah. It's nobody's father. You're just trying to su- succeed here. You're trying to get a hit record. You're trying to, you're trying to write great songs and you're trying to write catchy songs. You're trying to write songs that are on the radio. Everybody wants that. Sure. I mean, every, every label wants it. We don't think about it consciously so much, but you need to be successful to get to your next record need to sell us x amount of records to even get another record sure with sure. a major label because they're dropping a quarter mil every time they're doing a record with you so they're not just going to throw that money out the window to a band that doesn't give a fuck about what they sell or what kind of songs they write so that's not the way it went but they i was surprised they allowed us to have that kind of freedom and yeah and, and come up with that video which really was a big fuck you to the record sure. industry but stan tall sort of was too uh, no, they monster all, records yeah crashing down the yes. monster records thing crashing down is the same thing so they were going these guys are just rebels that's what they're into so let's <laughs> let's not fuck with them let's not change that so in hindsight epic was awesome they were like <laughs> they were cool to, to allow us to be the dwarfs so that's sort of what happened with that video that was our idea and they helped you know they came in with some cosmetic ideas of different sure. things to do in the video uh the producers were involved with coming up with storylines and scripts and different things and you know but at the end of the day we had a lot of control about what we were doing with those with that video and with the writing and everything too 
nobody had that man. full control full control nobody i don't want to paint a bad picture epic at all i mean they it's not like they were controlling us to do anything yeah it just it just turned out that they were pushing for a certain yeah type of song that we didn't have which was sort of a single vibe right you, there's always like a single a ballad yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. well they weren't they weren't quite hearing it that's all yeah so they wanted something a little catchier you could say right and you know who am i to say some people think that's one of our greatest one of our greatest songs we stand alone i'm just saying i don't like it i'm just an asshole it doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean it's true i like heavier shit i like yeah. heavier music it doesn't mean it's you know yeah that's all but i will say we had a struggle playing it live and that's what was weird to us yeah. Believe me, we attempted it many times. Just getting the right it, vibe, right? It, it just didn't click with us live. It's, live show is different than recording. Oh, yeah. Recording is here. Live is here. It's yeah. a different animal. Two different animals. Do you find the energy is different when you're recording in the studio? Well, the magic of it is to try to get that energy of what we you see on stage in the studio. Right. And that's That's hard to do. That's pretty hard because it's more sterile environment. No fans, no, no party, no, you have to, you have to try to bring that energy to capture that on your record. Every artist has that struggle and job to try to get that music to sound live on that record. Right. Right. And so, uh, you know, we, we always try to get up to record as much as we can try to get the adrenaline going, try to get, get that magic try to get that power and excitement of what we can do live in the studio so uh, yeah good question man it's a struggle to do it but we seem to pull it off i, I like how all our records sound you know i really do i, no, I feel no, the I energy do. yeah no they yeah, it does I, sound good it does it doesn't sound sterile yeah especially dirty weapons it, that record really moves and it's it's really exciting record it's really it's aggressive just, uh, it is. It's just everything sits on top. Like I, I talk about it in my book. And I really had enjoyed the recording process with Andy Johns on that record. And I just found it. I just found it had its own life. You know, I mean, that record just had its own energy and its own life. And we recorded it at Sunset Sound, which is such a oh, yeah. magical studio where the doors mm -hmm. record. Oh, yeah. And Van Hillen and, you know, just uh, when I was setting my kid up in that room, I just, I couldn't help but just say Alex Van Halen was just in here, like not really yeah. that long ago, a decade ago, just setting his kid up right here, like and recording yeah. Van Halen. You can hear too. it on the record. Right. You can hear yeah. there's history there somehow. It's just yeah, just like it's and, right there dripping off. And answering your question, Todd, that's it's a huge deal to capture that on a record. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna find yourself hating it and re-recording it. And you 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 record right? Yeah. That's your studio you're sitting in right now. Yeah. Recording studio. Yeah. Well, then you guys record. You know the process. But oh, yeah. it, you know, try at all costs to get as much energy on that tape or Pro Tools now or whatever we're using. Try to get as much energy as you can on that man. You know, just try to get it moving. Try to get it alive. Because the John, studio is hard to do. Genius man, like the what he pulled he off. Like yeah. you're, you're describing the book, like some of the techniques and you're like, what the fuck is this? This makes no sense. And then Crazy you're, shit. In, you're like, fuck, that's crazy. I even, I even, I left out a lot of stuff in my book. Obviously I can't, I can't cover every little thing. No, no, of course right? not. You know, and, uh, 
there was one thing he had me do. I didn't put it in the book, but I'll tell you, uh, it was the craziest, stupidest thing that any producers ever brought to me. He he was hearing a, a bleed. Todd, you'll love this. He was hearing a bleed <laughs> off the snare drum, yeah. right? Off my snare. It was bleeding out into some other mics because I had the big double bass kit back then and I had a 12-inch rack tom to my left, a 13 and a 14 and 16 and 18 floor toms. Big kit, you know. And he was hearing shit off this snare mic. He had he had two or three snare mics on my snare. One, one or two underneath. I think he had four, two up top and two under the bottom. And he just kept coming in the control room going, fuck, mate. He's like, I'm hearing your cymbals up here. I'm hearing a rack tom. It's all bleeding into, into the snare. I'm hearing the hi-hat is bleeding more than anything into these snare mics. It's really pissing me off. And I go, really? Well, come on. It's, dude, you've recorded millions of bands. You're having this problem. What's He goes, I think I have an idea. Let me try something. So he cuts out, he gets, I go, really? I got, this ought to be great. I go, okay, John, you try something. What are you going to do? So he gets one of my old uh, snare cases, uh, like, a you know, the cardboard that your snare skin yeah. comes out of, the cardboard. Well, there was some cardboard uh, drum head cases on the ground and he found one. And so he started cutting it, cutting the cardboard. And he was cutting it into like a rectangle, kind of like this. And then he brought it over to me and he says, I'm thinking of, I'm wondering if I can pull this off. He goes, I'm thinking of taping this around your snare drum as a baffle. So it'll be a baffle. So I'm going to tape it. So here's the snare drum. He's going to tape a wall around my snare drum. Wait, like cardboard on the top, on the rim of the drum. What the? He's going to tape okay. tape it around to try to block the mics. So I let him do this. I know it's not going to work. I let him do it, though, because it was taking him a lot of effort to do it. Taking him a lot of effort to do it. I let him do it. I sat back on my seat like this and watched him, watched him cut. I was enjoying it immensely. I was enjoying it immensely. I was watching him cut out, so cut the pictures. shit out, articulately cut it out, right? Cut out the stuff and got the gaff tape and he came over and he started fucking gaff taping the shit out of my snare drum and gaff taping this wall up around it and all that and coming in like this around the hat and all that with it he goes look at that i go yeah watch this wham and i fucking hit it and blew it into a million pieces (laughs) i said doesn't work (laughs) and he goes i guess not eh (laughs) <laughs> oh, dude, it's in my way. I can't. I, I, I mean, I had to let you do that, but where I can't, I can't. You got to hit the drum, Andy. You got a fucking thing on my it's drum this high, mate. <laughs> we had a great laugh about it. But the fact that he worked so hard on it, and with one fucking shot, I exploded the thing into a million pieces <laughs> and it was gone. <laughs> but just the fact that he tried something new is what that is I a got good story, out of that. Yeah. And no, he's probably cool. Mike, he's probably mic'd up drums thousands of times sure. yeah he tr- he tried that something he's never done before but you never know because sometimes you fall into some you accidents do, you, you do go never know in recording you do yeah. never know until you meet an asshole drummer like me and i wreck your dream <laughs> explode your dream into nothing that you just work hard on now do you still use any of uh, andy john's techniques when you're recording absolutely 
all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a go-to thing, you know, it's like some of the stuff that he comes up with is pretty mainstay in the business these days. Lots of people use those techniques to yep. get bigger drum sounds and how room mics are set up and all that. Everybody uses that stuff now. Like it's oh, yeah. pretty common, common now that, that a lot of people have begged and borrowed and stole from everybody. Right. So yeah, I, I try to mic stuff up when I'm recording on, on my own or if I'm producing something and I try to mic my drums up exactly the way Andy mic them up. So how many mics are you using on your setup then? Are you uh, doing, are you doing three on the snare still or no no just one <laughs> one underneath one on top yep yeah no, I don't go exactly what he did but I mean no. I, I'm just talking about room mics how we use yeah, yeah. them and uh, I, I try to stick a lot of the bass drum techniques he used was really cool and key with the tent tenting the kick and yep, yep. certain certain yeah. placements of mics and stuff you know you just find that it works you know so why not use it it's easy to set up because you know, it's going to sound like that. Yeah, exactly. You have a pretty good idea depending on the room you're in, you know, but yeah, he was a great guy, man. We really miss him. Yeah. No, he's great. He's a legend, man. Like big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Todd, you're going to have to read. I'm going to have to, you're going to have to read the chapter. Lend, lend him my setup. book for Christ's sake. Oh, I will. For lend sure. it to him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I will. Okay. For sure. Um, for sure. Shit, what he doesn't have to buy it you guys already got it just land it to him you did good thanks for supporting me <laughs> oh yeah oh no, for it. sure man like it's i don't know it's you're a good dude i appreciate you, it you guys are a great band like i have to buy something <laughs> you know that, that's just, <laughs> no you don't you don't well, have no, to buy seriously, something seriously if you guys put the effort in why shouldn't i go ahead and buy something it, it that's oh, that's my mentality. It. like that's that's what we do on the show we just had um uh these guys here i don't know if you can see ancient raven records we had them on our show oh. they're a the small label out of gimli manitoba they're nice. kind of kind of got started not too too long ago and mm -hmm. they've got some amazing music there so you know i met i met with the guy had him on the show promote the shit out of his stuff because he's just getting started out like you have to extend a hand and help people out when they're getting started with their Absolutely. stuff and if they've got Absolutely. music just go fucking buy it because you're not going to make money off spotify or apple or that stuff like just go out and buy some physical product and keep these guys in business that's my everybody philosophy. every thing people so easy to forget right everybody starts at the bottom mm -hmm. everybody yeah. i don't care who you who you fucking are it's you a tough business you, you were in a star overnight you started at the bottom everybody uh do you know chris jericho uh, oh, yeah. Do I know him personally? From Winnipeg? No, do you you know who he is? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Oh, yeah. Ozzy. What a great oh, yeah. guy, man. Awesome guy. The only reason I brought it up is because he supported me and bought my book. Did he really? And, yes, and he reached out to me the other night on Instagram. And uh he loves the dwarfs. He's known a dwarf fan. And uh he said, Dunk, he calls me Dunk. He goes, Dunk, <laughs> really love your book. Uh, especially the part with the Iron Maiden where you said go to YouTube to watch the video. Yeah. He goes, that was yeah. amazing. He goes, I went and did it. It was fucking hilarious. He goes, I can't wait for the next book. Yeah. How cool. Awesome, how man. cool is that of him? Uh, it's he's pretty a, cool that he reached guy, out man. to me. I don't know him really well. You I know? only know. I don't know him personally. I've never met him. Yeah. he did that. I mean, he knows me. I know him like just by who yeah, he yeah. is. Sure. Right. And, you know, Russ did his show. 
he had his own so he knows us right yeah but i've yet to shake his hand and meet him in person so i'm hoping i run into him in the next year somewhere i don't know where but what a good guy but oh, that was that really made guy. me feel good man yeah no you he's know, good, really dude. good i uh I, I follow his podcast regularly I mean, right. I watch him on, on the wrestling. And the only reason I watch AEW is because he's on there. He's a Winnipeg boy, you know, yeah. and uh, he does a lot of stuff to like, like I was saying earlier, he's supporting other people. I'm going to well, have him on my That's show. why I brought it up. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. He supported me, bought my damn book. Yeah. So there, that's why I brought it up. Sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no. That's fine. He's, there's a couple of podcasts he goes and supports and puts his name behind. He doesn't have to. He just like, they have a good show. I got to tell people about it. I have the ability and the voice to tell and I have a big audience. So like, like that's what he does. Like I'm going to use, he's going to use his voice to, you know, help propel people that might need just a little, a little push to make it yeah. to the next level. And that's. Well, it's all about paying it forward and giving it back in this business, man. I mean, I do the same thing all the time. I try to help people out all the time. And that's why I'm always there for a fan base too. Yeah. Uh, like we're, we're known as that band, you know, like we, we talk to our fans i'm always usually available to talk to fans all the time on social media i spend too much time doing it actually <laughs> i really do but they love me for it but i it's starting to get too much right it's like holy fuck oh you gotta limit a little bit <sighs> yeah but but i mean it's important it's very important though sure. it's, it's important to be there for your fan base it's important to help fellow musicians is important you know i mean i had some guy today random guy asked me about dr uh, drums today about some what pedals i'm using and what hi-hat stand i'm using and he needed advice on it. it you know he's he's a friend on facebook but i don't really know him you know personally i don't know him personally and this is the first time he's ever reached out to me so i was just going through my private message i see this guy's name and i see that he's one of my friends on my page but you know, I got 5,000 of them, so I don't know them all personally, oh, yeah. but, but he yeah. just said, hey, hey, Doug, sorry, to, you know, and I hope I'm not interrupting anything. I got a question about some gear. Can you give me some good advice? And, and, I, and I did. I took the time. I was doing something. I had things to do, but I stopped, and I, and I answered his question, and the guy really appreciated it. So, see, it's yeah. little things like that. They go a long they way. They all add up. People. They all add up. They go a long way. Yeah, we do. Oh, it's the same thing. I mean, if you're an asshole to a fan, you know, you could wind up losing that fan. Well, you will lose them, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> if you're an asshole to them, they're gone. Yeah. But I mean, there's no need to be an asshole, though. No. That's that's my thing. There's there's yeah. no need, to, you know. And, and and like I like I said, I spread myself pretty thin. I have a family, an 11 year old, and my wife, and my dog, and I'm in my house here. But I'm spending all my days a lot. I mean, I'm a full time musician. I don't have a day job. I run my. I have a label. I write books i do you know i'm busy but yeah. you know i spend a lot of time through the day talking to fans these days and musicians and whatever music industry things i'm doing that all day because that's, that's my job that's how i look at it okay I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say something here so everything you just said here just just right now mm -hmm. so you were saying you know the the doors took a hiatus let's just kind of see how things go and then you took yeah. another hiatus let's see how things go but yeah. this, what you're doing right now with us and with all your fans, this yeah. is what brought the dwarfs back. It's not the climate. It's not. It's just continual, uh, yeah. perpetual. We're, we're here absolutely. for the fans. That's what it is. Uh, it's not absolutely. The you're, it's you're right. You. All right. You're right. That And that's why 213 till now. Yeah. Which is we're, we're, we're working on nine years here. Solid. Yeah. Uh, that's why this has been such a good 
great run and, and it'll continue and uh until we can't play anymore yeah. you know physically can't play anymore that's our plan but you know we're in really good shape for how old we are uh we've never been real drug guys we're not drugged out we're not you know we're pretty healthy guys overall and we basically said to each other the other day Let, let's let's fucking tour till we we die on stage <laughs> <laughs> But he, Russ was saying this to me, but he wasn't joking. <laughs> he was like, serious. I, I was telling him I was at the chiropractor and all this shit. I go, I'm getting my neck fixed up because it's starting to get fucked up. Uh, so, and he goes, yeah, let, let's, let's physically do that. And I go, I, I'm with you. Uh, what else are we going to do? Right. Yeah. And let's tour till rock till we drop and rock till we fucking physically can't do it anymore. And that's what we plan on doing. So that's kind of good news for dwarf fans because, you know, we're, we're looking at trying to do another decade of albums and another decade of documentaries and touring. And there's lots of cities in Europe we've never been to that are just a bucket list thing for us. You know, we're, we want to do some of these big festivals, blood festivals. Oh, yeah. All these festivals now that are to our disposal, they want the band. You know, we want to go to Australia. I mean, there's a lot of things we haven't done, even though we've been around 40 years and, and we plan on fucking doing it. Yeah. Before we're dead, we plan on doing it. So you we're want just to trying it, to stay, we're, we're trying to stay healthy, healthy right now. Health, health is everything. Hey, I'm going to, you, take, know, you can't, take, can I take it back to Chris Jericho for a second? So if you do end up doing a show, which I, yeah. I think at some point you will, well, yeah, Russ but, has done it, and I'm sure he'll have me on because he just yeah, reached out to me. So. Sure. He's going to push the DDP yoga thing on you. I'm just warning you now. I fucking hope he does. God. Laugh. Go ahead and laugh. No, dude. No, I'm a total yoga head. Are you? I've been doing yoga for over 12 years. Awesome. Me too. Well, I'm not. I, I dude, started, that's I, what keeps. Chris Jericho going on and on about his DDP yoga. So I went and, like, I don't oh, know, four years ago, I started it. And man, I'm in better shape at 50 than I ever was at 25. Well, that, I'm glad you brought it up, man. I actually, I think I've been doing yoga longer than 12 years. Yeah. 20. And my wife says 20. Anyway, I got, I got on doing that because it's a good, good drummers thing. Lots of drummers were telling oh, yeah. me about it. Yep. And it, it's the best way to stay toned. Like keep, Yep. Look at look at, look wow. at the guns on gun, look at the guns on the yeah. sixty year old boys. Nice. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the best way to tone and not build huge muscle like Jericho. I mean, the drummers stay lean and firm. It's the best way for sure. you to, to be flexible. Flexible is what drumming is. Flexibility is key. Yoga builds flexibility and, and power. It does. Sure. It really does. And it saved my ass, man. Yep. And, uh, and I, I needed to see a chiropractor over something in my neck right now. And uh, I, like I said, it's personal. I don't want to get, I'm yeah. not dying. I'm not dying. And the chiropractor is a woman that I go see and she goes, dude, you're like, you're in way better shape than you think you are. I know yeah. you're, you're, you think you're having this tissue with your neck. It's easily taken care of. But she said, you are in way better shape than you think you are. You need to just stop thinking so much is your problem. You yeah. worry too much. Just go do your gig. Just do your thing. You're fine. Yes. Keep Great doing advice. your exercises. Keep doing your exercises. You're good. So I, I attribute 
yoga as a, as a key thing for me. So I didn't even know that uh, Jericho was into that. I, oh, no, it's from uh, Diamond Dallas Page, the wrestler. He started his own yoga thing. Oh, it, but it's, well, I don't it, know about this. It, you, you have to look into it. It's it, it honestly, dude, like I can do shit. I've got two young kids at 50 and I can yeah. keep up with them. And yeah, good. Know, at 25, good for you. I couldn't, but I, I've I did a- the same thing with Marlo. I have an 11 year old. So I was 50 when she was born. Oh, there you go. So you had, so I was you basically yeah. with a newborn. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, why am I doing this? But I'm, I'm a drummer too. I used to use running and stuff and my body yeah. beat, was beat up. So I, I did. Okay. Jericho, I'll do, you know, diamond Dallas pages, yoga, tried it out. And it's like, fuck, is that right? Actually fuck. But it's a combination of yoga and like physical therapy stuff and res- uh, uh i'll check it out but did jericho does jericho do this or does someone else do it jericho and he recommended had to retire it? oh was he involved was, broken up. was he involved in this yoga thing no he jared tdp reached out to him the rest oh okay i got it try, so, try my program and he's like i'm not uh, doing yoga and then he was injured and that's why he's wrestling now is because he started uh, doing that and he's oh, in the best shape of his that's life great. What a great story. I know. Well, like I said, man, I, I really believe in it. And, and uh, the only way you're going to see me drumming for 10 more years is if I just stay on this regiment, stick to it. And hopefully nothing else comes my way that I can't handle disease wise or whatever. But, uh, you know, I yeah. Think, it, I it, think he got, uh, I think he got um, the Metallica singer on it too. Oh yeah, cool. Up. So he's on James. Yeah, yeah James, James Happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he looks pretty good. He looks great. He's all short hair and everything now. He looks respectable, yeah. but he he looks pretty healthy though. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, he looks healthy though. Right? I'll send you a link yeah. later to. Uh, oh to great! The- I'd like to check it out. I mean, even if I grabbed a couple of moves, sure. you know, I have my my moves down yeah. already that I stick to. But you can always add another one, right? Like another, either. Yeah core exercise yep. or something Absolutely. like I'll, I'll i'll pick and choose if i see something else i could add i'll do it if it's cool that's, that's good. worthwhile i'm happy to check it out yeah awesome like my, my favorite musician of all time just so you know mm-hmm. not the dwarfs it's actually my brother but my brother's my favorite musician of all time fucking class act and who's yeah, your brother yeah. todd this guy right here yeah he, he has <laughs> to say that he's my brother <laughs> Corey. Corey, you guys are brothers? Oh, who's your brother, Corey? No, Todd. Todd oh, Todd's your brother. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The two, the two cue ball guys. The ball yeah, yeah. guy. I know. Of course, your brothers. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Corey is a brother from another mother. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. No, that's cool. I, you guys are brothers. Uh, how far apart are you uh, age wise? Three, three years. Yeah. I have a brother, and we're seven years apart, blood brother. Yeah, older or younger? Yeah, he's seven years older than me. Yeah, he's my old older brother. He's a fire captain for Toronto Fire. Oh. Uh, he's retired recently, but he was a captain for Toronto Fire Department. And uh, I only have one blood brother and then half brothers and sisters from other marriages in my family. And uh, in the early days, in the 80s, my brother was always at all the shows, Maiden and all that. He came out, he flew yeah. down to the States. Yeah, he, he did some partying with us. He was a firefighter <laughs> back then. He was a firefighter back then, not a captain yet, but he, he used to travel all over and come to the shows. Nice. He had a great time. Uh, raid the raid the locker, right? The liquor locker, raid the rider. <laughs> Guy's got an appetite. He's a bigger guy than I am. Bigger frame. Yeah. He used to eat a lot. He'd eat our deli trade, be gone before we had a chance to have any. <laughs> Thanks, bro. 
<laughs> hey, um, Bruce, can you bring us uh, a more deli, please? Fresh, we call him Bodine, like Jethro Bodine. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he look, he's got curly hair and a mustache, like Jethro. He looks yeah, a yeah. bit like Jethro. <laughs> yeah, he does. Right. <laughs> so we call him Bo. We call him Bodine for Jethro Bodine from the Beverly Hillbillies. And every time he'd come to the show, Russ would go, Bodine's here. The rider's going to be gone. If you want a sandwich, get in there. Bodine's here. The fucking parrot's going to be eaten. Oh, I know. Oh, man. God, God love them. Yeah. So anyway, what were you saying about the brothers? So, uh, yeah. So this, I, I got to play with this guy. So like yeah. quite, a, quite a few. Dr times. Drummer, guitar player? I'm, I'm a drummer. Guitar, guitar player, He's guitar. Yeah. Todd. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. And are you engineer, Todd? Uh, I I had taken a course while well, Mid Ocean Recording Studios here uh, years ago. I was level one uh, recording engineer, and then uh, after that, I, I didn't really do a whole lot. That was back in the days when you had the four tracks, and you'd have to bounce everything to a different track, and you lost. The resolution every time you bounce the track right so it would sound yeah. pretty crappy but when computers started uh, to take off um with recording I, I bought some monitors and and got the programs and and did some reading and stuff and some research mm -hmm. and and then when uh sean and i and, and a couple other guys we had a band dome they wanted to record an album so figured we'd uh we'd try i'd try it out in the studio and see uh, see what i could do so it was my first attempt uh and i i i think it actually turned out pretty good for it's for a first great. attempt i mean it's nowhere near you know professional grade so, but, but so why ask that so you're you're the engineer though as well on these recordings yeah yes or did yeah. you have someone else come in and engineer with you or no no just strictly no, you, myself you, you did it you mix it too and everything yeah everything mastered oh, good for it. you yeah, man that's the, the way thing, to yeah. go i i'm that guy too i mean i just try to do everything myself if i can i i, I always try to do everything myself i mean when it comes to anything like photoshop or anything like posters anything for yeah. do with my band i'll try to do it yeah. myself i'll design t-shirts i'll do everything i've always done that there's a little sense of pride by doing it that way you know yeah. like uh, my saves wife, you a lot of money saves my, you a lot of cash yeah, my wife oh, for sure designed her cover like she did her cover and we did the distribution ourselves i mean it was small it was like yeah. selling it at shows and stuff like that and yeah, yeah i don't know it was to me it was like it'd be kind of cool to be on a big label but this is kind of cooler in a way like i don't know it was a proud well, moment and, and to play with this guy <laughs> was like just a dream come true like you know that's that's what i wanted so you know. In a weird way, Sean, there is no major labels anymore. No, it's it's no. strange. It, like they're there, you know, they are still there, but there's no real big deal the way it used to be. Mm -hmm. Like there's unless you're, if you notice, like if you're, uh, who can I use for example, the pop, right, Carrie, right, the pop world, pop yes, or yeah. rap world, you know, they they're. There's still major deals for them. Oh, yeah. You know? uh, Taylor Swift type acts, yep. people like that. But for the rock band or the upcoming new Aerosmith that's coming up or anything like that, there's just no, it's not, it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone underground. It is indie. It is yeah. indie. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's great to have full control of your own career and your own stuff at this. So I would embrace it. I would embrace all of it. People become stars every day on this stupid thing on the internet. 
Oh yeah. You ever yeah. gone on TikTok lately? <laughs> <laughs> I have a TikTok account. My daughter oh, got me. In, my daughter daughter got me into TikTok. She, she got me an account. She said you can sell your book on there. You won't believe how insane it is. So I started a TikTok account and it blew up. It's like crazy. I'm on there all the time now. You should see this TikTok thing is out of control. It's oh, so yeah. it's so narcissistic. It's wacko. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's a bit nuts. It's a bit nuts. But but people become stars on this damn tool overnight. Like yeah. people get 12 billion views of them with a fucking hula hoop. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, 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 can, a, you did you buy a hula hoop? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I, I'm just trying to make a point that you can do a lot of damage, man. You just don't know. You could just get lucky with one of your songs or anything could happen. You could get a track in a movie and next thing you know, boom. And yep. fuck, man, is it the, the sky's the limit these days. You know, as bad as the Internet is and how nasty it was for download and stealing of music and all that, it's tenfold for the positive. Yeah, no, it's true. I don't know. I think. We have a huge fun- follow- like we have a huge following in India for our show. No idea why. There you it's go. There. See, it's just yeah. there. I know. It, it, you have just you- don't know. It, it opens up the whole the whole thing to you, right? Yeah. You know. I have don't you know been- if you got. Uh, did you guys see? Uh, have you heard about this Pam and Tommy show? Tommy Lee. I, oh yeah. I, I was just yeah. watching yeah. it before we uh, get on. <laughs> did you really? I, I was on episode two. I watched I mean- all three. The original video or so, no, the no, yeah. Well, they offer it. No, 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 no. But that's funny. I was just going to say the internet, right? That's where Tommy's video sold. <laughs> the guy that wasn't that cool, Seth, right? Seth, it's kind of cool how I mean, there's a lot of that. Uh, there's a lot of this series, I think, is fucking ridiculous. The talking dick and all that, it's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> But okay, so that's actually a thing. I haven't actually watched. Yeah, it you got to so see it. I won't. I won't wreck it for you. I won't wreck <laughs> it for you. But uh, the, the the actual gist of it with the with the video with Seth and how he how he got it on the internet and mm-hmm. put it out there isn't isn't that insane? It was the infancy yeah. of the internet. Yeah. It's the yeah. very start of the internet, and he that's exactly how he he pulled it off. Yeah, it was it was it was all timing. Like the timing yeah. of like that guy made a fortune off their set yeah. tape. Yeah, but it was all it was just perfect timing, perfect story. It was, it was, and and from that day on, porn and all that shit went insane on the internet. It's gone completely off the charts. Makes five hundred billion dollars a year or something. Internet porn, which is ridiculous, but yeah, well, that's it what does. the internet is for. Oh, I know. It got, we got that big. Got that big, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that the sky is the limit with the with this tool now. It's it's pretty cool and pretty weird and pretty evil that's got every side to it doesn't it <laughs> so are we gonna see are we gonna see a movie called uh russ and daryl or <laughs> no you're gonna it won't be a movie no uh right i don't think we're gonna do that like the anvil sort of thing no but we we uh, one of our um goals that we have set for ourselves for the next decade is definitely a real documentary on the killing wars like uh it, it would be a movie type slash documentary right like really oh, done well really produced and done well that's something we will we figure we owe it to our fan base to finally pull off one bands have them everywhere but uh yeah that's something we definitely want to tell that story you know and and because yeah. russ russ has like man he has 
days worth of candid footage. He has so he's always had a camera rolling. Yep. Right. He has he's documented the band from day one. So the That's stuff perfect. he has is amazing. It's you could, you could edit just his movies and have a documentary. So have you just seen by, like have you seen the documentaries like the one that was done on Rush by those uh, yeah. Canadian guys? I watched them all. Yeah, I like I like documentaries. I watch uh, I watch many of them and and uh, yeah, uh, is that the same guy that did the Maiden one? Yep. Done. Yep. Done. Done. Yeah. Sam Dunn, Dunn. yeah yeah sam dunn yeah sam yeah i'd be interested the dwarfs I'd, man like the- yeah no i'd be interested i would love if he would do it uh i oh, i've good. never approached him i met him once at a some kind of a movie industry gala thing i was at uh oh yeah i met him at maiden that's right too uh, backstage oh, at maiden okay. sam, he was at maiden at the last maiden show here in toronto and okay. i met him there i met him a few times now but uh I didn't, you know, it's not like kind of thing where I went, Hey, please do our documentary, <laughs> <laughs> but he would be a key guy to do it. But, you know, at the same time, we don't even need a producer the way we're going. We could yeah. do it ourselves, sure, but know. I mean, we definitely want to have it done properly. No, but the technology is there to at least start it on yeah. your own. And then if you guys yeah. have most of it together, then yeah, bring now, there, there are people interested in doing it already. Good. We've been approached so it's different people. So yeah, you, you, it'll happen, man. It'll happen in due time. We're not done yet. So, you know, right maybe we can get some more funny videos over the next tours <laughs> and, and incorporate, <laughs> incorporate. It'll be because the documentary will be the whole thing, right? You'll yeah. see video, video from the beginning to now. So it's going to be fun. I can't wait to do, do you, start get, you have some old Sphinx footage. There is some very little, very yeah. little. Yeah. Cause that, that whole period, uh, I don't know, it's, it sounded kind of interesting. It was, there, there was a wild West to it. You could be, you could be like the bar band doing covers and stuff, but you could still do really well for yourselves. Like there was a, there was a period there where I don't know. It was like the sky was the limit. Like you, you could make a living, which was really weird. Yeah. You had to work all the time, but you wanted to work all the sure. time. But you could make a good living. Like it was weird. You could make, you could actually get a paycheck and have fun. It was, it was cool. But it was, I was so young, man, that I just my vision of the world and rock and roll was so not what it is. Like now that I've learned what I know now, and it was so weird. At 18 years old, I'd been touring already for years since I was 14, 15. And I, and I already was getting jaded, right? Like I said in the book, yep. I felt, I felt like I'd already done it. And I go, is that, am I done? Am I going to go get a job now and I'm out of the business? I mean, it, it, like, it took a weird twist. It really did in between the dwarfs and, and Sphinx there. And uh, it just, it's just how it went. And, it, you know, I, I really cut my teeth on that band. I'm so lucky I had that band because that band set me up for success. It really did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally set me up. Totally set me uh, up. Yeah, regardless like, of how I was feeling, regardless how I, if I was sick of it or however, it gave me the knowledge and the tools and the skill to go to the next level when I met Russ. But the same so, thing for Russ. Like, he he probably had the same thing, too. When he you did. Met, it was like, okay, look, we've got all this Again, timing. You said yeah. timing yep. Of, yep. of that of Tommy Lee's video where that guy put it out. This yeah. was the same thing. It was just, what if Russ wasn't in that headspace when I met him? We would have yep. just went separate ways yep. and there'd be no killer dwarfs today. Yeah, He just happened to be right in that same mode in his life. 
when he met me. So odd. Like, yeah, so, I like with, that. with all the experience that you have, have you mentored any younger drummers that are that have kind of come up and uh, uh, tried but, to to show them, you know, don't make the mistakes that you've seen other people make because of the experience that, you, that you've had over the years? Yeah, there's there's a few. And actually, in the early days, I used to teach drum lessons. I didn't really enjoy doing that much, but I, I did it for a while. And I actually, when I was living in Winnipeg, I taught lessons out of a music store there, out near the really? airport. What's the name of the store? Pops yeah, Music. What's that? Pops Music. Yes, I think that was that was it. Nice. Uh, did, I taught with, drum uh, lessons there. Pops uh, Music. Now was it Glenn? Uh, it's so long ago. I forget the guys that Portage hooked Avenue? me up. I can't remember who hooked me up with it, but but it was only for about four months. But the, I taught lessons there when I was not, not touring. It's crazy. And they talked me into it, and and they said, "Why don't you?" A lot of they'd like to meet you, and plus you can make some money. And so I did it. And I also did it in Oshawa, where I grew up for a while. And this is in the early Dwarfs, first album going to the second album, and. Uh, couple of those drummers to this day have gone on to play in bands and they're, they're growing up now. They were kids then. And, and they, and they, they contact me once in a while and they go, man, you taught me so much and just set me on my way and blah, blah, blah. And I it's never feel forget, good. I'll never forget you for that. And you just, uh, I, I credit you for that. And the fact that I actually made it in a band today. And so I guess I could answer your question that way. There is a few. Yeah. There's a few out there, but I still give advice every day to people like that guy today that contacted me about the pedals, right? If I can give some advice that they're asking and I think I have an answer, well, I have no problem sharing that. No problem at all. Sweet. Cool. Awesome. I have, I have a question about, uh, I don't know, it's a Winnipeg thing. Like Winnipeggers have this belief that we are the music town of Canada. The best music comes out of here. There's this pride about Winnipeg and our music and our music scene and all that sort of stuff. Do you I get like any, it? Do you get any memories about some? I like. Winnipeg I like that. that. You liked? Uh, do I have any memories of big? Oh, like, is there any bands in Winnipeg that you're like, oh yeah, that Winnipeg? Band, oh, like, they're great. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Streetheart for sure. Yep. Yeah, uh, Kenny Shields, man, I knew yeah. him, and uh, still no spider to this day. Yep. In fact, the Dwarfs did a show uh, this summer with them, with the Street Heart that's together now. Yep, uh, spiders in it. Yep, and it was great to see him. We played Manitoulin Island here at an outdoor festival oh, cool. in uh, August. But uh, all those bands I knew re really well out there. Uh, Queen City Kids. Oh yeah. Uh, I think the Pumps. The Pumps, yeah. Yeah, um, and then of course Burton Cummings, we know him. Oh yeah, quite well. Jer Jerry, our guitar player, the Dwarfs actually does shows with Burton from time oh, to nice. time. Yeah. Oh really? Side gig things. Yeah, he does. That. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, he's not advertised. He's just, but we know Burton. He yep. knows him. Yep. Have you heard of Pumps, Streetheart? I'm just saying Harlequin. Harlequin. Yeah. All of them. I know all those bands. I remember when Kickaxe used to play Winnipeg all the time too. Oh, they're yeah. not from there. They're no, not they're from huge, there, but they're yeah. friends of ours today. Like yeah, we're yeah. Friend, good friend. We still tour with Kickaxe today. Kickaxe. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, and and that's the first time I ever seen Kickaxe playing the Black Knight out there. <laughs> nice. Back, back in the day. Yeah, I love it. So I got a lot of history in that town, man. So I have a question. There's. Have you heard of the 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 Killer Dwarf? 
kind of not clone band there's a band in winnipeg holy shit do they sound like you guys are you serious they're called that's awesome they're called moon tan so really? moon tan they, they're a, a kind of a, a cross between you guys and rush uh, okay incredible singer uh amazing dr- a drummer that plays on the the most simplified kit and makes yeah. it sound like you know, like a million piece yeah. drum kit. Well, most drummers are doing that these days. I don't know if you've yep. seen some of these drumio videos that yep. are out. Oh yeah, dude, everybody's playing one rack and one yep. floor yep. and just slaying them, playing yep. all the paradiddle grooves, all one offs, and oh, oh man, I've been enjoying watching some of those drumio videos, man. Everybody's just blazing on little kits now. Yeah, like blazing on them. It's really intriguing to see that. Even the Hello Kitty kits. Yeah, the hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for fun. Yeah. You know? for I, fun saw, yeah. I saw a video with Portnoy, Portnoy crashing yeah. a little little kit oh, yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that video a million times. Uh, quite funny. Yeah. It's quite funny, actually. Uh, yeah. This Moontan band, though, I think you should check out. I think um, I think you're going to hear them and go, holy shit. Like, these guys are yeah. really, really Do cool. they have original music? Like, are they... Oh, it's all original. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's all yeah. original. They um, there's, there's this contest called Indie Week. Uh, it's like an international competition, but they have like an indie week in each city. Right. And Mm -hmm. then, um, Moontan, they won, they won indie week in Winnipeg. And then they went to Toronto to compete against all the other Canadian winners in Toronto. They won that. And then they did the global one, which I don't know, Scotland or Edinburgh or whatever, somewhere over there. And they won the whole Mm -hmm. fucking thing. And they're from Winnipeg and there's like, Oh my God. So I started checking this band out and they're just, I, I was li- when I was listening to the dwarves last week. I'm like, yep, that's why why I liked Moon Ten because they have that familiar kind of seventy. Right. So they sound they do they have an eighties feel to yeah. it? Though? Oh yeah, like kind of seventies yeah. and eighties feel. Yeah, yeah, They're really, that's really cool. You got to check. Uh, them out. They're just worthwhile. What do you think of uh, Credit Van Fleet? Hmm. I think I like it, but I, I don't know. I'm not. I haven't been won over. Yeah, oh, the yeah. only reason I me- I mentioned them, I like a couple of their tunes, but I get what they're doing. I mean, the only reason I brought that up is you brought this band up, Moon yep. Moon Tan. You know, Greta Van Fleet's kind of an old age new band. They they sound like Zeppelin, yeah, but they they have their own vibe. I've gave it a chance, right? Yeah, I've listened to quite a bit of their stuff just oh, yeah. to give it a chance instead of just hearing a single and going, oh, that's so much like Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. gave it a chance. There's some good stuff they can play, you know, but have you heard of a band called Rival Sons? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they were doing that shit before Greta Van Fleet. They're yep. they're real Zeppelin-y too, man. Really blues. Oh, they're yeah. a really good band. They're a really good band. Rival Sons, excellent band. My my good friends, their sound man. Oh nice, Neil McDonald. Yeah, he works for them. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm all for new talent. Yep. I, I mean, it's I'm all for it. I'll back it and support it any way i can uh anytime because the new blood of this business is you know i only have so many years left in me and that's it and so you know there's got to be somebody come up all the time to keep rock and roll going i I just hold the flag of rock and roll i want to see rock and roll survive forever long after i'm gone i want i want to see that kid come up and be the new daryl dwarf yeah pirate the new pirate yeah. Go ahead, kid. <laughs> knock yourself out man there's gonna be some kid come up behind me <laughs> kick my kick my ass and i'll be happy to see it are you into pirate metal at all 
<laughs> have you heard uh, kind of i just as a joke yeah what's that band my bass player was telling me about this band it's just ailstorm yes it's incredible yeah. <laughs> he's just he's right into them mm. and he's played me a few of their songs and i gotta laugh it's just so cool it's it's yeah <laughs> it's so pirate <laughs> i mean you know the pirate i don't have my pirate beard in tonight i took it out for you guys oh no so i got my dime bag daryl beard on yeah. But this is usually this is usually braided, right? Yeah, yeah. Beard. You know, I got the pirate. Oh yeah, that's where yeah. I got the pirate. Oh, yeah, thing. I got it. a pirate. Really, yeah. that's, that's where I got it from. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're a good band, though. Actually, this Ale Storm band. No, they're really good. There's they're, like yeah. a really good players. Like they're good men. But uh, I think that's where rock's going. It's like okay, you know what? Like because people are doing stuff indie, and maybe it's a little niche or a little genre or whatever. But yeah. they, can, they can have a life like it's so indie like all these rock bands just trying things that are a little bit different you know like there's nothing chat. wrong with that this yeah there's point. nothing wrong with that that's that's how it's gonna work yeah you just pivot uh i'm gonna bring up a a, a a band new band now that we're talking about new bands have you have you have you listened to wolfie at all wolfgang van halen stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you a fan of it i love it I'm a huge fan of it. I did Big not like order. it, but okay. Though, so I think it's a, I think it's incredible. Actually, it, here's the question for you. So, um, when you listened to it the first time, did you like it right away, or was no. it a grower? No, I didn't like it right away. Okay, same here. I only liked one song right away. Yep. I'll tell you why. I I gave it the chance because it's Wolfgang Van Halen, sure. and we respect you know, Eddie yep. so much, and his son's got to be good. If he's he's yeah. from the dna man he's yep. gotta be good yeah, yeah. this kid there's no fucking way he's not good he's alex van halen he's eddie van halen's kid so i gave it a whole pass listen to the whole thing and i found it it hit me hit me kind of nickelbacky sometimes okay sure if you okay. can get that nothing yeah. against nickel i like nickelback i don't bag on them like everyone does the guy's an incredible songwriter yep. but i was hearing nuances of, of nickelback new age sounding bands yep. like that commercial yep, yep. though pop rock like commercial pop sure. rock and that's how i i heard it on the first listen and then it took me about five listens to get into some of the tracks like epiphany is my favorite song on it mm -hmm. epiphany is it mm -hmm. the second just wow man what a powerful tune mm -hmm. what, a, what a pounding the chorus and everything it's just the payoff in that is insane. Yep. And all the drumming is great on it. I and mean, he, apparently he played on it. He, no, he's the, only, he drummed. he's the only musician. The drumming is amazing on that record. He's really, well, he used to play for um, um, Tremonti as a drummer. That. Oh, really? Yeah, Tremonti oh, I didn't know from, that. from Creed. Creed had his oh, ultimate. Oh, right, band, right. And then he had a solo band called Tremonti. I think it was Tremonti he, he was playing for. But he was their drummer when he was like, before he did the Van Halen thing. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So he's, yes, he's, got he's obviously a talented guy, jack of all trades type oh, yeah. guy. Very you can play drums and then you become a guitar player like that. You got it made. No kidding. Because then you can do anything. Yep. You, you can track your own record because playing bass isn't that hard if you're a great guitar player. Sure. So, uh, you know, yeah. But anyway, that's, that's a new record that I'm pretty, I'm into at the moment. I can't, his, un his, I can't unlisten it. It's, there's always earwormed in there. And just there's a and, and I, I pivot on what is the best track of the album all the time. And a good album will grow on you and you won't you won't listen to it twice again. Okay, I'm done with it now. No, you listen to it and it just gets better and 
better and better. Yeah. And how can this kid at that yeah, age that, have that all figured yeah. out so well on that, how to build a song together like that? Like, that that's a monster yeah. rock record is. That's yeah. a monster record. Like every track is yep. a good track. It's yeah. Like there's really no shit tracks on that record. You uh, might not yeah. like some of the poppier stuff versus the heavier stuff, but it's it's got something to offer everything. It's really good. It's one of the better records i've heard in a long time mm -hmm. yeah uh have you guys revisited any records lately from the day old records well, oh, by chance, oh, like sean and i did uh deep dive into the uh <laughs> to the killer's drawers last week <laughs> well like i don't get me wrong i don't mean like a ted nugent record that you like that you hear all the time i just mean have you because I, I recently just out of the blue started listening to genesis interesting okay. because of phil collins's he fell down and got injured and he's not very healthy yeah, right now. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of a sad story. He's been touring, sitting down, singing, and he, he can't drum anymore. Yeah. And he's got a lot of health problems and it kind of bothered me. Right. And I know uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax went to the show in New York and he was physically crying. He, he started crying. Yeah. Like it, it, oh. it, it moved him. Like it bothered him. Like it moved him. Like he felt bad for, even though the performance was good. But I was never a fan of Genesis. I'm talking real Genesis in high school. I, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I thought they were geeks, man. I, it's like, <laughs> yes. And all this. Yeah. I was into like, I was into Kiss and Rush and yep. Aerosmith and Nugent and all those bands back then. Like Genesis to me was like, what is this shit? Okay, we're, right? on the, we're on the same page. Though. That was kind of yeah. my thing. So, okay. So, so this is what got you back. So this is what got you listening to them. So what did you discover? I discovered how great it is. Some of it just the first album because there's a history behind that peter gabriel left the band yep. and they were wrote off by the english press as a dead band yep. done yep. and they discovered phil collins he, he auditioned got the gig and then they needed a singer and they they just basically threw fate to him and said phil can you sing like can you try singing this track and just if it's if it doesn't work we'll we'll get a singer we'll find whatever it was that song squonk or whatever really heavy tune right and anyway he pulled it off and became the singer on the whole record just yeah. like that in the studio as they're tracking that record God. became a record i don't know if you knew that history, i did not know that that's actually yeah and that's what got me listening to the record and there's two tracks on that record i've been listening to every day non-stop and that's that squonk tune. And, and I'm starting to realize how much like Rush that is. Wow. That stuff, you, you need to check it out, man, okay. as a drummer. Wow. Sean, you need to go back, go on YouTube, find that first album, right? Trick of the Tail. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. And the first track, I can't remember the name of it, though. The first track's a Volcano, something Volcano is the first track. And then Squonk. Okay. Just listen to those two songs. Don't listen to the rest of it. Just listen to those two. Yep. And check out the drum fills and the time signatures and all the stuff in those two songs. And all of a sudden you'll start thinking farewell to Kings. Really? Full on. Full on. Okay, okay. Never now discovered I'm... that before. Never okay. thought of that in a million years till you I just revisited Farewell to Kings. So okay. Oh yeah. No, no, so I, I just revisited it. I just and, and the drum fills and the sounds are wicked, man. It's so good. It's You're... so fucking good, man. It's so good. I'm telling you. Have you ever heard him play in uh, Brand X? Yes. God. Yes. The guy's an incredible drummer, man. Incredible. Incredible Brand X. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Brand X. Who else drummed in that too? They're all hot players, right? Who else was a drummer in Brand X? That's really good. 
um, uh, fails. Uh, uh, was uh, Terry Bozio ever in that? Now I got to look this up. <laughs> I was, was, totally was, forgot was Bozio Brand in Brand X. X. There's another drummer besides Phil that was in Brand X. So was, technical. I can't think. Yeah, music. it's all prog rock stuff, right? Yeah. Kind of proggy. Like. But anyway, I just thought we well, now that we're talking about bands and music, I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, I just uh, sometimes I'll just go into deep cuts and, and go back in time to the 70s or 60s and just give a band a shot that I hated when I was a kid. And nine out of 10 times when you're matured now and understand drumming like I do now. Yeah. Being so doing it so long. The respect thing is like, fuck me. It's so good, man. It's cool. I really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed revisiting that stuff. I'm still not a Genesis fan, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stuffy English bastards. <laughs> what, what do you think about, like, Stuart Copeland? Uh, he's a, he's a, a master player, man. He's amazing drummer. He really is. Yeah, it, 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 I'll tell you why. He's an innovator. Yes. That, Neil Peart. Peart yeah. looked up to, to Copeland. Looked up to him. Loved him. Wow. Yeah, in fact, wow. got some some of his stuff. I I can hear it in some of the Rush records sure. after yeah. Kurt got influenced by him for a while and admitted it. Yeah, yeah, because he 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 fused rock with reggae, and all the time signatures and turned everything around. Started playing back backwards, back beats yep. in and out of the beat. Yep, and to the ear, you're like, what the hell is he doing? He's just playing in and out of the beat, two and four, going back and forth. But and reggae kind of is that way right sure oh yeah i'm a big right but he fan. yeah but he fused it into rock music and it just jams the way he plays it only he can play it that way it's so all cool. right here's a drummer to throw at you local local band called propaganda have you ever heard of those those guys no i don't know oh my god that drummer man innovator yeah? complete innovation they're one of they're they're very indie band but they're, they're huge. They're huge globally. Like they do UK tours all the time and they, they right. tour like they tour everywhere. They're, but they're from Winnipeg. They're from Winnipeg. Oh yeah. They're Oof. just that drummer. So, that, he's just, where like, do they play in Winnipeg now? Or where does anybody play in Winnipeg now? We were just there and played the casino. We were lucky enough yep. to get to play that. It's a nice venue there. But bar wise, the last time I played a bar was, I guess, with Auto Man at the zoo before it got torn down. Oh, yeah. The zoo's gone. Mm -hmm. uh, the Albert is, I don't even left. know if it's open anymore. There's, yeah. there's like the Goodwill, there's the Pyramid. Daughter. The Pyramid's still around, which used to be yeah. the Spectrum back in the day. Right. Um, there's a place called Bulldog, which is absolutely tiny. Uh, the Park yeah, I know Theater. That. Actually, I know that venue. Yeah, yeah. The Park Theater is actually doing some but where really do cool these shit. bands play though like how do they like where do these bands play you're you're talking about moon tan and all these bands yeah they play all of those venues they just oh, they they play happening. them all that's what i mean yeah. so there is like a scene of some kind oh the there's scene like, is still happening there's yeah. still clubs to play oh yeah, yeah for sure there is yeah yeah okay um, good just some of the places were obviously closed for covid but a lot of them yeah. are opening up now there's a few venues that have just opened up in the last like three or four months but there was a period where a lot of them were just shutting down. Right. Well, every city in the, in, in North America has gone through that transition where the club scene died. Right. Even yeah. Toronto. Okay, so that's we lost. It's not just Winnipeg. That's why I asked you. Cause there's, there's only so many venues here in Toronto, a giant city like this left, like all the, all yeah. the rock bars of my day are gone. Yeah. So there's just like, you know, there's, 
there's there's still venues here but the horseshoe's still here and uh, lee's palace is still here and the phoenix concert theater and there's 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 a, enough venues but there's only a this many venues compared to this many so is it the same thing that's like where it's it's just a dance club it's just yeah. it's just yeah yeah boom, boom, it's either arenas and, and arenas and concert clubs 2000 seaters or there's dance like like hip-hop dance gigs right like that yeah the park theater is probably the best in terms of sound quality a really good like really good sound guys that work the place um yeah. It, it, it's a converted uh, movie theater that's been converted into a club. It's a great yeah. place. I've seen a lot of shows there. It's that's, yeah. that's top. Well, it's there. funny in, in the eighties when we first came to Winnipeg and uh, around the time kickaxe did too, you had the Norlander. Yep. It's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The zoo. Yep. You had the Norlander, the zoo, the black Knight, the Canadiana and a couple of other strip bars that were rock bars too, that I can't remember. Uh, can't remember their names but uh there, it was there was it was pretty healthy man it was five or six oh, it was big clubs you could play in winnipeg good clubs big like good clubs other than the zoo right yeah yeah um but go, that's I'll, good you guys still got it out there that's oh no it's see. still here the the scene here there's a a, a a friend of our show they hit he has his own show called witch police and what he does literally twice a week he's got a winnipeg band on oh yeah a different Winnipeg band he's been doing it for nine years and he's still finding like great Winnipeg talent every week cool. like two twice a week that's good I mean I'm just happy to hear there's still kids out there that give a shit oh yeah that, yeah. that want to play and still do it because I mean for a while there I was wondering but the youth of today it's like yikes no what no, I see I have, a, I have an 11 year old daughter so I'm just I go by what I've watched her do and seeing her classes in school and what they're into i mean my kid's a rocker obviously like she oh, loves she that new okay. she loves that new van she loves the wolfgang album awesome. she's got a really yeah. wide variety i'm i i love how she's interested in you know a wide spectrum of music like she still likes the dance stuff some of it but sure she likes rock and roll I didn't really push it on her. I mean, she has no choice to be in a rock and roll by her dad. Yeah. <laughs> there's no escaping the music that gets played in this house. Sure. <laughs> there's yeah, yeah. no escaping it. But uh, that's her decision. I never pushed it on her ever. So I never pushed on, Oh, you got to listen to Van Halen or, or, you, or you're going to get grounded. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> you're actually per, like playing uh, an instrument or anything? Yeah, yeah. She plays drums and keyboards. <laughs> Right yeah 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 and mine I don't, I don't i don't push her on that either uh i pushed her into hockey i did that okay that was a big deal for big me she plays hockey yeah, yeah I, I i pushed her into playing hockey when she was really young my but, uh, uh unfortunately covid came she hasn't played hockey in two years too bad my uh both my kids are uh they're on piano lessons and then Great. i don't know if you can was the best yeah just behind me i got my electric kit yeah electric. Oh, so, nice. it's not, so it's not as loud yeah, the kids, but they they bang on there. Like I I I want one of them so bad to just pound this, on there. This this is weird, but I just caught myself trying to look around you at your drum kit. Oh really? <laughs> you, yeah, you said back there, and I started going. 
<laughs> like I was in your room looking around. <laughs> I just caught myself doing that. What the fuck? This is insane. Yeah, you go back there, and I'm like, yeah, we're way back there. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Van Halen had that little tune he used to play to Wolfgang. And yeah. it's on that record with Sammy there. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. You know that little guitar part? Yep. He used to play as a little lullaby. I, when that, when I listen to that pound cake record. Yeah. What a, what a sweet sounding fucking piece of music that is. It's just yep. short, but it really gets you. It's beautiful. You hear it. It is. It's really, yeah. wow. That's cool, man. That uh, that little Eddie. thing that's on your necklace that yeah. a lot of people uh, nowadays would probably look at it and would have no clue what it is. <laughs> right. Now, have you ever had anybody come up to you and ask you what that is? All the time, bro. <laughs> and that they don't know what I'm it not is, kidding. Right? All, no, they don't. And every time they do, I, I always say to them, ah, you're aging yourself. You know what that is. <laughs> yeah. every, I get them every time because some of them know. They go, hey, that's that 45 record thing. Yeah. They go, ah, yeah. you're aging yourself. I know how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I get it. Exactly. But most people don't know what it is. They think it's like a satanic looking thing. Or oh, they my God. Just, yeah. They don't know, right? They never say, they yeah. go, oh, well, that's cool. That's cool. What is that? But the history behind that, hey, you know what the, the real name of that is if you were in a trivia? Do you know what, you know what this don't. is called? No, I don't. What would you call it then? Center, you don't, don't, you don't know. Yeah, right. That's what you'd call Maybe. it, right? A forty-five sure. record center. It's really called a spider. Really? What? I'm not kidding. Cool. You. This is called. Yeah. This is called a spider. S P Y D E R. It was men. It was invented by Capitol Records. They wow. came up with the name, the whole thing, and oh. it's a forty-five record piece yeah. centerpiece. That is what it is. But the real name for it is a spider. S P Y D E R. So if you were in a trivia pursuit oh, game, oh yeah. yeah, and they ask you what is that yellow thing that goes on a small forty-five record, remember that it's called a spider. That's fucking cool. With is that the actual size? If you yes, had a forty-five right a, now, and put yeah, it this on? was custom made by a jeweler. It's the exact one done in in uh, exact one. Nice. silver. It's pure silver. It's a silver one, pure silver. Nice, nice. very nice. This very would nice. work. You could take a forty-five and it would work. Yeah. Oh my God. Like you could oh. punch it in a real 45 and it would play the record. It would work. Oh, I've yet to do it. It's, it's an exact replica <laughs> of the yellow, the little yellow Dude. question, Todd. Yeah, that was great. Good question. Ed. Thanks. Cool. Cheers. More Cheers. trivia. We're teaching people shit left and right. <laughs> learning a lot of shit off this. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Awesome. Right Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming thanks down, man. You guys have a good night. Wish me luck on the monsters of rock. Oh, I will. We'll probably need for it. sure. Hope I don't get COVID. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take care. I'm vaxxed anyway. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. Have a good night, boys. Thanks, brother. Thank you. See Thanks you later. Okay. okay. All right. Bye. Bye.